Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Chapter 5, Paragraph 18, Parakei Mishnah Yudchet here in Ethics of the Fathers, Pirkei Avos, with Art School's notes on the bottom. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. The Mishnah says we're going to talk about the best type of student. Arba Midos There are four characteristic types among students who sit before the sages. Sefog, a sponge, umashpech, a funnel, mishameres, a strainer, vinafa, a sieve. Sefog, he's called a sponge, because it absorbs everything. And the notes at the bottom say, Sofegesakol absorbs everything, though he remembers everything. He's not capable of distinguishing between the true and the false, the meaningful and the trivial. So that's not the best way to be. Mashpech, a funnel. Shemachnes bezu umotzi bezu, because it takes things in one end and lets them out from the other. The notes at the bottom say a funnel, everything passes through, he retains none of his studies, and forgets everything he learns. Of course, that's not the best way either. Mishameres, a strainer. Shemotzi'a es hayayin v'koletes es hashmarim. A strainer, because it lets through the wine and retains the sediment. The notes at the bottom say, it lets through the wine, he retains only the minor trivial points and forgets the major basic points. Also, not the best way to be. Vinafa, but a sieve. Shemotsiya es hakemach v'koletes es hasoles. Because it lets through the flower dust and retains the fine quality flower. The notes at the bottom say, it lets through the fine, the flower dust and retains the fine quality flower. The ideal the best way is a sieve, which is so constructed that it lets the coarse grain pass through and retains only the fine quality flower. The reference is to a student who retains the essence of his studies and ignores the superfluous. So here in this Mishnah, when we're talking about different students, the best student that is possible is the sieve, the one who retains the essence and the best part of a lesson. How can we go about that? There are simple ways to do that. If you go to a lecture, you go to a shear, you go to a discussion, take a pen and take a paper. And in my other show, OT Talk, our other show, we talk about this, how it's much better to use a paper and a pencil for writing than typing because it gives the sensory experience. It gives the ability to write things down. You get the feeling of the pen on the paper. And it's proven memory-wise there have been studies that writing on paper helps you remember better than just typing and and not even the iPad, which is just touching and swiping, and that's also not generalizable to the writing skill in general. So you go to a lecture, you go to a shir, you listen to something, try to write it down. Try to remember the essences and the three points. And I like it when I go to speakers. Rabbi Rosner did this a little while back when he came to our community. He gave us the points. When you're talking, when you give speeches, they say you should say what you're going to say. You should say it and then repeat what you said. And it should be points, it should be bullets, it should be easy things to remember. So if you want to go to a show, you want to remember things, you write things down. Don't write it down in verbose, don't write it down in a whole paragraph form, but try to condense it down to the main points. So if someone speaks on and on and on again about how amazing Shabbos is, write down the main three points that you get and try to keep it in bullets, try to keep it in simple things, in simple ways, because the best way to remember things are when they're in 
note form and when they're bullets and when they're organized in such a way that it's easy to reference and easy to remember. The way that the mind works, the way that we store things and remember things, it's not always with hundreds of pieces of information. But a lot of times the best things to do are write things down in shorthand. And another trick I used throughout grad school at least and even in college, I loved mnemonic devices and I loved making up abbreviations. So for example, when we were studying anatomy, which was one of my favorite courses in grad school for OT school, I'm an OT, thank God. So when we were studying these things, I used a lot of acronyms and a lot of abbreviations. Like when we were studying one of the muscles, I would say Schwaber, and each letter represented something else. And I would try to think of tips and different ways, and so too when we go to lectures, when we go to speeches, when we hear Shiurim, we should try to think of different mnemonics, different ways, and even the Gemara itself, the Talmud themselves, a lot of times does this. A lot of times uses mnemonics, and different symbols, and different words, because back in the olden days, you remember, or maybe you don't remember, back in the olden days, not everything was written down. It was only written much later down, in in the in much later on in history. Rav Yehuda Hanasi wrote down the Mishnahs, I believe, and then Ravina Ravashi, I believe, wrote down the Gemara because they were worried it was endangered of being forgotten. But before it was written down, it's called Torah Shabal Ped, the oral law, the written law, the written Bible, the Torah itself, and Tanakh, the 24 scriptures. That was written down. But the, the Talmud, the, the tractates, was not written down. It was used to be just spoken, and people who were buckies, who were experts, would remember it. And they would remember things by using mnemonics and writing different things. And many times at the Gemara, you'll see a sim and you'll see a mnemonic, different devices to help people remember. Can you imagine? There were 72 tractates. How would they remember all 72 tractates in our brain? Our brains are a wonderful machine, but how can you store so much information? And they said we only even use 10% of our brain power a lot of times. So you have to think of different ways to remember things. And it's not just talking about students, in my opinion. It's not just talking about students who are in the cheder, who are in the yeshiva, in grades uh, pre-1-8 to 8, or pre-K to 8, and then it stops after high school and college. A person can always be a student. If someone's on this earth, someone is given God willing 120 years, we're always students of something. We're always learning. If we're breathing, if there's light in the candle, as I think Rev. Sorrel Salanter once learned that he saw a, a shoesmith or a blacksmith working by the candlelight, and he asked him, why are you still working so late? And, and the guy said, as long as the candle's burning, there's work to be done. And the Rev. Sorrel Salanter, I believe, said, ah, if the soul is still within me, as long as the candle is burning within my soul of my life, as long as I'm alive, there's still work to be done, and there's still what to learn. We're students our whole life. We're students of Hashem. We're students of the Torah. We're students of the, the Torah lifestyle. There's always what to be done, and we're always learning. If you're a Dafyomi Jew, you do the Dafyomi every day, or you learn something every day. Even if you learn something every once in a while, you go to a shir, we're always open. We should always be open to learning. And someone who's a wise person, someone who's learning and always looking for different opportunities. We could always be students. We are always students. No matter what we're doing, if we're reading papers or we're reading secular books or we're reading, reading religious books, we're always trying to study. We're always trying to keep up in the up and up. And, it, and as an OT, as a practitioner, we're required by law to keep 36 units and every hour studied is a unit because we always have to keep 
on the situation on top of the new information and to keep ourselves fresh and in the information and to be up to date. So too in our religious learning or spiritual learning, we always need to be up to date and we should always be the best type of student. So these are the points we're talking about from this Mishnah. Always do what you can to study. And when you are studying, try to remember the essence, the bullet, the main points of a lesson. Take your pen and paper, and especially pen and paper, to write it down, because writing is better than typing and definitely better than swiping and using the touch screen, which I'm not a fan of. I wish everything would be keyboards and everything would be handwritten and with the keyboards, typing if you need it to be. But you bring that stuff with you so that you can remember everything you learn, and we're always learners. We're always students, depending on what you're studying, but we're always studying something. Even if it's music, even if it's secular studies, we're always trying to keep aboard of whatever's going on. So be a good student, keep your bullet points, take your pen and paper with you, and try to learn and remember the essence so that you too can be a sieve, the best type of learner to retain the fine quality flower, the essence of your studies, ignore the superfluous and learn that which is best from your everyday lectures and whatnot. Join us next time as we talk about the best type of love to have. Here in Ethics of the Fathers, we're jumping over to 519, Parakeh Mishnah Yutet. Next time, and I'm your host, Tani G.